Well, we'll have a look now at the business news. And we're going to start in the United States, where the government has decided to intervene in a railroad dispute in order to avert a costly walkout. Charles Pellegrin, our business editor, is here on set with more. Hi, Aaron. Absolutely. Joe Biden uh, has run as a pro-union president. But in this case, uh, he's decided to override the labor organizations. Now, the American president is urging Congress to pass legislation that will avert a rail shutdown that could happen as early as next week. The legislation would force through a proposed contract that hasn't been approved by four out of 12 unions that, that was negotiated over the course of two years, including with the mediation of a White House panel over the summer. Well, the agreement covers a span of five years and guarantees a 24% wage increase for railroad workers from 2020 to 2024. It also allows for one additional day of paid leave on top of existing annual vacations. So while sticking points exist, however, notably on the attribution of paid sick leave and more accommodating work schedules. In a statement, Joe Biden said he was reluctant to override normal procedure, but that the cost of a railroad walkout would be too big to bear for, quote, millions of other working people and families. It's estimated that a rail traffic stoppage could freeze almost 30 percent of U.S. cargo shipments, stoke inflation and cost the American economy as much as $2 billion per day. A point reiterated by White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Take a listen. From the beginning, the president has been very clear. Shutdown uh, is unacceptable uh, because of the impact that it would have on jobs and families uh, and farms and businesses and communities just across the country. The president is directly involved in the process and has been engaged with his team and uh, also has had conversation with members of Congress on this particular issue. And we're seeing concerns over strike-induced supply chain disruptions in South Korea as well, where the government has opted for an even more forceful method. Seoul has ordered some of the thousands of truck drivers who've walked off the job to return to work, specifically 2,500 drivers of cement trucks. Union organizers are not planning on backing down, even with threats of losing their licenses or facing prison terms. They accuse President Yoon Suk-yeol of suppressing la their labor rights and ignoring their deteriorating work conditions and demands on higher freight fares, well, made worse by rising fuel for costs and interest rates. Well, the president insists their industrial action is hurting an already weakened economy. Construction and production sites across the country have stopped due to the suspension of cement and steel logistics. Our industries are in danger. Even people's daily lives are being threatened. There's no way to justify the act of taking the lives of people and the national economy as hostage to accomplish what they want. Well, let's take a look at the Asian stock markets this hour a day after they took a dip on concerns over China's zero COVID policy and ensuing protests in cities around the country. Both the Shanghai Composite and the Hang Seng in Hong Kong have rebounded this Tuesday, as we can see the Shanghai Composite over 2.22%, the Hang Seng in Hong Kong over 3.5%. Uh, this as demonstrations have stopped for the time being and as COVID cases have dropped for the first time in a week, even if they are still very high at 38 one of the sectors uh, driving gains in the embattled is the embattled and heavily indebted property sector in China, 
which represents between a quarter and a third of the country's GDP. Groups like Country Garden and Long Four have uh, seen their share prices soaring on the back of new support measures from the government. As you can see, Long Four up uh, oh, close to 10%, that share price, and the Country Garden up almost 5%. Um, those support measures from the government, from the government, including uh, lifting a ban on using share placements to raise money. And don't let the markets fool you, though. Uh, COVID is still a huge weight on the Chinese economy. Case in point: Disneyland Shanghai, which has announced that starting this Tuesday, it is shutting down for a third time this year, as the city is battling with new with a new vi virus outbreak. Uh, in a previous outbreak earlier in the year, customers were locked inside the park until they tested negative. And in the crypto world, BlockFi, the latest crypto company to file for bankruptcy in the U.S., is suing the founder of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried. This, in order to seize shares in online trading company Robinhood, that Bankman-Fried had pledged as collateral just days before his platform collapsed. SBF owned a 7.6% stake in Robinhood. BlockFi uh, faced a severe liquidity crunch after the failure of FTX. Bankman-Fried, who uh, presented himself as a savior for embattled crypto ventures, previously provided emergency financing for BlockFi. Aaron? Uh, the crypto crash uh, continues, Charles. Hard to imagine uh, that this, this time last year, people were saying that the Bitcoin was going to be uh, up to 100,000 a coin. I think we're far off from that. Charles yeah. Taylor-Gant, thank you.